Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Nikola Vucevic is now expected to sign a three-year, $65 million deal. We're going to talk about that deal, what it can mean for the Bulls' financial outlook this offseason, and David Kaplan says that he believes DeMar DeRozan will be moved this offseason. We're going to talk about all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host, Hayes. You can follow me right off the top at CEO Hayes if you choose to do so. You can also follow the show at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform. And Bulls Central is free and available on every podcasting platform as well as YouTube. Make sure you guys go and check it out and support on all platforms. But let's go ahead and get into it. Nikola Vucevic is expected now, according to sources, to sign a three-year, $65 million deal to return to the Chicago Bulls. And so this, by nature, naturally is going to uh, ask a lot of people, is the deal of value? Now, I've already seen some reactions to this on social media and some Bulls fans uh, and other pundits as well, saying that, you know, the Bulls should not be re-signing Nikola Vucevic for for anything uh, over $12 million a year. And so I, I get... and. You know, we talk about a lot here. We always overvalue or undervalue our own free agents. That's just, that's the nature of sports. That's every team. That's every fan. That is what it is, right? It's not exclusive just to Bulls Nation. And so Nikola Vucevic is a top five to eight center at his position, player at his position. He uh, was a double-double machine last year, almost led the league in double-doubles. Um, It's still, yes, it's aging, and you will be signing him through his age 35, 36 season, but is because this game isn't based off athleticism, you can see Nikola Vucevic performing at the level he's been performing at for a considerable amount of time. Now, Vuce does bring his own, uh, you know, worries, concerns, and things you have to make up for with the roster if he's going to be on there. He's not the best defender. He's not, uh, especially not one-on-one defender. He's, he can be a solid team defender at times, but again, uh, you know, he's not a rim protector at all by any stretch of the imagination, even though he's averaged almost a block per game. But you know, so yes, Nikola Vucevic has his fault. But when you look at it, and this is what I'll say, $12 million is now the mid-level exception. And Vooch is is way better than the mid-level exception player. Now, are you are, keep in mind, three years, $65 million, that puts it at a little over $21.5 million per year. Now, I will say that Vooch is worth more than the mid-level exception. How much do you value that? I had talked about at one point, I hope that Vooch was going to sign, as far as the base salary being about $18.5, $19 million. So that still puts him considerably above that. And I do think that, to a degree, yes, the Bulls did overpay. When you look at the other teams that are out there with cap space, which the NBA has maneuvers that, you know, signing trades and things, you can sign players even if you don't have the outright cap space. But when you look at the teams with cap space, a lot of those teams Vooch didn't make sense for. So the Bulls, in a way, were bidding against themselves. And so if this does end up being the the, the deal, yes, it is, a, it is a bit of an overpay. I don't think anybody will say that it's not. I don't think it's as drastic as an overpay as what some people will have you believe, but ultimately, it just signals the fact that this team is is still running it back. We've talked about it, right? 
And when I did the projections, it was at uh, Vooch at about 18 and a half. I think it was Kobe at about 14 million. And that still only left the Bulls about eight and a half million dollars to use of their mid-level exception. And any more that you sign Vooch or Kobe over that amount, of course, it eats into that mid-level exception. So that naturally now puts the Bulls at having about six million dollars of, of a 12 million dollar mid-level exception to use to add to this team if they are still going to avoid the luxury tax. And as long as Jerry Reinsdorf is the owner, I'm not going to assume that the Bulls are going to be able to go into the luxury tax. So um, it, it, it leaves the Bulls in an interesting situation. And I said it before, the Bulls did not have the cap space if Vooch walked away for nothing to sign another center. I've seen you guys say, well, you can go out and pivot to Christian Wood. You can pivot to Brooke Lopez. You can... None of those players are signing for the mid-level exception, which if Vooch did walk, that would naturally give us the full mid-level exception of $12 million. But Brooke Lopez probably ain't signing for $12 million. Christian Wood, maybe you can make a case that he may sign for sign for that a much, much as a base salary, but even then, I think he's probably going to be able to go out and get more on the open market. Uh, look at Kristaps Porzingis, definitely going to get more. Uh, Brooke Lopez, definitely going to get more than that on the open market. So the Bulls were in a situation to which, unless they wanted to take a step back, they, they, had, to take, they had to re-sign Vooch. Now, again, this is made worse by the trade that you made for him, some of the financial deals you've made. But I think also what you heard, and, and, and now we know that Andre Drummond is, is, is saying he's opting in. You know, you, you re-sign Vooch and you take a shot at it. Like, and, and, you know, again, do I think that this is the best deal possible? No. I would have liked to see Vooch on more of a, of a three-year, like 62, maybe $60 million. I don't know. That's kind of penny pitching at that point. It's not my money, but. You know, it is what it is. This is this is the situation that the Bulls put themselves in. And, you know, I know that they're going to be Bulls fans that say just let them walk, even though that doesn't make sense if you want the team to get any better, right? So, ultimately, I mean, this was a decision that the Bulls kind of, unfortunately, were in a position to have to make. And, you know, if this ends up being the final number, yeah, it's an overpay, but we'll see. We'll see now. Kind of piggybacking off that, David Kaplan was recently on Stacey King's Give Me the Hot Sauce podcast, and he said this. I do think uh, they're going to move somebody because you have to sign uh, DeMar to an extension this summer. He's walking at the end of the season, so if he goes out and plays like DeMar and he's 23-point-a-game scorer and he hits some clutch shots and he looks like he's still healthy because he, he takes amazing care of himself, he's walking. He's not going to be back here, so I don't think they're extending him for big money. So I don't, so I think he's more likely to get moved. So we've talked about this this offseason, and much like with, with Caps, even though I don't always agree with David Kaplan, um, even though, you know, I, I, I understand his mindset here, right? And I've said this, you need to explore trades for DeMar because he is an expiring contract, and we don't know if DeMar is willing to walk, right? We don't, we don't know that, right? You, you can talk yourself in and say, well, he's loved it here in Chicago. He's made a home here. Look at him mentoring Patrick Williams and Dalen Terry, which we're going to talk about here in a second. Um, and you can say, hey, well, there's enough cause to think that, no, DeMar DeRozan is going to re-sign here, right? We're going to be able to keep him. But keep in mind, DeMar, the Bulls were not DeMar DeRozan's first choice. I think we have to keep that in mind. He wanted to go to one of those LA teams, and it seemed like he thought a deal was going to get done, and he wasn't going to sign for the money that the Bulls eventually ended up giving him, which could mean, especially now, three years removed from that, he could absolutely still be willing to take less money to go play for one of the LA teams. And so with that said, do I think that DeMar may be moved by, by, by the trade deadline? Let's say by the trade deadline. And I do think that there's a possibility of that. I think there's a possibility of a lot of players on this Bulls team being moved by the trade deadline. And that's not just exclusive to DeMar DeRozan. 
But I think when you look at where this Bulls team is, right, and if they start off the season, and and you never know who's going to become available. You like, I mean, look, look at what just happened with the Bradley Bill trade, which we'll also talk about here in a second. Um, but ultimately, I do think that there is a chance of that. Do I think that it's the most likely scenario? Scenario? I'm not willing to say that quite yet, right? I think that I still want to see what this team is going to try to do to add maybe the point guard position, which it may end up just being Kobe White. But ultimately, I do think that Demar, the Bulls could be in a situation, a similar situation to what they are with Vooch right now is that if you don't move him and you get to the point of trying to negotiate in free agency, you may have to overpay or give him exactly what he wants to get him to stay because, again, the Bulls were not his first choice. And so at that point, you're looking at a 34, about to be 35-year-old player, and you have to ask yourself, is it worth extending, right? And I know you have the Bulls fans with DeMar's been our best player. We can't let DeMar DeRozan go, but ultimately, this is also a business. And if DeMar is going to walk for nothing, you got to try to see if you, and, and you know, that's up to AK and Eversley to gauge that, but you do have to see what you can get out on the market for DeMar. And I don't know if it's going to happen this offseason. I still think that they're going to more than likely run it back, but maybe this trade deadline is a trade deadline that AK wakes up and says, I cannot be quiet at this trade deadline again. Let me see what I can get for some of these contracts and let that dictate the direction that the Bulls go. It's a possibility. I Like I said, I'm not willing to say that it's the most likely scenario, um, but David Kaplan believes that David Kaplan has been really hit or miss. I think he's really hit on like one prediction so far with the Bulls in like the last handful of years, but you just never know. And uh, because the NBA can be such a wild place, especially with the parity around the league, maybe this is your time to take advantage of that. We'll see. But DeMar DeRozan has been working out in L.A. with Dalen Terry and Patrick Williams. And Patrick Williams went through this last year, and it didn't really, let me not say he didn't help. Patrick Williams came in. Uh, was his most confident shooting threes, was the Bulls' best three-point shooter in a lot of ways, uh, and showed some flashes, right? And Dalen Terry and Patrick Williams are two completely different players with two completely different mindsets. I think that Dalen Terry working with DeMar and Dalen's already more natural um, dog mentality, right? His, his more natural ability to just be out there and make things happen. I think, uh, you know, training with DeMar is going to be big for him. But overall, you can never take away from the mentorship. Taking a player under a wing, yeah, it may not work. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Bull Central to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Right away. And that's the thing, right? Players work on things for years in the offseason before we actually see it come to fruition on the, on the basketball court. And so while I understand some pessimism from Bulls fans of saying, well, Patrick Williams worked with DeMar before. It didn't really help much, so why would it help this season? Sometimes it takes a few seasons. But I think, you know, Dalen Terry, 
being prepared to come in and really probably step into that Javante Green role and absorb those minutes because I don't think Javante Green is going to be back with this team. I think him working with DeMar and, you know, we've seen Dalen put himself around some really good NBA players down in his first offseason to this season. So I think Dalen's going to be ready. Patrick Williams is the bigger question here, right? And we've talked about it. The Bulls team and their outlook of this team, a Dalen Terry, a Io, a Kobe, a Patrick Williams making a substantial leap in, in their ability can completely change the outlook of the Chicago Bulls team in the present and the future of the Bulls, depending on the type of leap that the, that player can make. If Patrick Williams finally makes that that step into being that player that AK envisioned when he drafted him, it changes the thing substantially, right? If Dalen Terry gets minutes at the NBA level next season and then performs great in those minutes and looks like a player that can be a lockdown defender, a player that can pay, that can play out in transition, that can facilitate some and do those those Swiss Army knife type things we've seen from Dalen much less if his shot becomes a consistent threat as well, it changes things drastically for the Chicago Bulls. And I think you want you want to keep hoping on them. These players are young enough to where you do not want to give up on the hope that they can turn into. But you also have to be realistic in what they're showing, right? And that's going to be through the coaching staff, through AK, to determine through training camps, things like that, because ultimately, that's your future right now, right? That's your future. Zach Levine to an extent, but Zach Levine's 28 years old. When you're talking about the far future, Dalen Terry and Patrick Williams are it right now for the Bulls, right? They don't have any other younger players coming. We don't have a draft pick right now in this draft unless we trade into it. That right now is your future. And you have to continue investing in that until ultimately you decide to take that, take out that equity and using it in a trade, or it finally pays off on the basketball court for you. And that's where the Bulls sit right now and waiting for these two young guys to see if they're going to be able to be to, to make that step that makes the Bulls' future more bright. And that's just where we sit. And I'm glad that they're working out with Dalen. I mean, with DeMar this offseason in L.A., it's much better than anything else that they could be doing, right? It's just to learn from somebody who has that work ethic, right? And so hopefully we end up seeing it maybe in a little bit more of a way than what we saw last season after Patrick Williams was working with DeMar. Let's hope. Now, yesterday as well, what went down was the Bradley Bill trade. And a lot of pundits had thought that the Bradley Bill trade, me included, could have set the market for what the trade value was going to be this season. Little did we know that the Washington Wizards were going to proceed in making one of the most dumbass trades that we've ever seen, right? Like, they traded their franchise player and for all intents and purposes, got back the lint in the, in the Phoenix Suns' pocket. When you look at multiple seconds, a couple of first-round pick swaps where the Phoenix Suns really only have their first-round pick, I believe, in 2026 and 2029, something like that. So, okay, pick swaps then. Laundry Shamit, Chris Paul, who we it's already said that they Chris Paul will not be on the Washington Wizards. Whether they waive him, right now they're trying. The reason why the deal isn't finalized, they are waiting to see if they can get a third team to come in and take on Chris Paul's contract. But ultimately, the Washington Wizards, and this isn't just because of a tra- no-trade clause. I get it, yes, Bradley Bill had a no-trade clause, which means that he, he had vetoing rights. But the Washington Wizards also had the right to then say, hey, listen, if we're not getting something back of value, we ain't trading you. And so it was, it was, it's a wild trade. You rarely see lopsided trades like this. And the Washington Wizards clearly now bottoming out, probably more clearly than any other team in the NBA. And so that trade did not set any type of market for Zach Levine or anybody else, right? That is a unique trade in which you just had a dumb franchise make a dumb trade. 
That's just what it is. That's what it boiled down to. And ultimately, it is what it is, right? I mean, this trade is going to go on. We'll see what it, what it does for the Phoenix Suns. We'll see what the Washington Wizards do over the next five years. They're not winning a lot of games. But ultimately, this didn't set any real tone at all. And I was wrong and others were wrong as well for thinking that it might. But all right, before we go, we got a voicemail that we didn't get to get into this weekend. This one's from Big O. We're going to go ahead and play that now. What's going on, Brother Hayes? Your boy Big O once again. Uh, happy Father's Day. Um, definitely just listen to a couple of your videos over the weekend. But I jumped straight into it. I know I'm terrible with uh, compacting my, my message. But uh, I, I was just thinking, right, I think I want to ask you this. What, what's your ceiling, if any at all, on Kobe White? I think Kobe White is the key. And you talked about uh, improvement from within. But focusing on Kobe for a second, what's your feeling, if any at all, on Kobe White? Because um, as I analyze and I think about it, um, to me, Kobe has a really high ceiling. Like, I think he can be as good as a Jamal Murray. And that's like I said, if he just absolutely takes a huge leap. That's a huge leap. But I see a lot of what Jamal Murray do in Kobe. Now, granted, Jamal got Jokic, it makes it a lot easier, uh, you know, less mistakes, you know, uh, and you got a high IQ center point center that's, that's helping Jamal out. But I think Kobe Stilling is a Jamal Murray type player if everything goes right, which also leads me to think that he's the key to this court, staying together five ever long. We talk about Zach Levine getting traded, really, really not. I think Kobe get rid of Zach at all if Kobe can turn into a Jamal Murray type player because now you have a one-two punch, a lot of scoring from, from, from the guard position. So that's what I ask you because it would make sense to keep Boots, maybe DeMar for a year or two, however long that works out. If Kobe take, you know, he may not take that full leap this year, but even if that's just assume he does just come out with a huge splash, he can be the difference for this court going forward. So I'd like to get your thoughts on that. Uh, like, like Once again, happy Father's Day. Uh, great show as usual. Go Bulls. What is Kobe White's ceiling? And the Jamal Murray comparisons, I think Jamal Murray Light is a really good comparison. I'm not going to – like, Kobe would have to show so much more for me to even, you know, really truly compare him to, to Jamal Murray. But I'll say this. Kobe White could be used as that style of point guard. I get what you're saying in that. Now, of course, Vooch is not Jokic. Now, he has some similar skill sets, and I do think – we should be running more through him. Absolutely. I definitely think that. Uh, give him an opportunity to run some sets on the offense, let people play off him. That can make Kobe, that can make Zach more dangerous. And I think we're going to have to adopt that type of play style to a degree, not fully, to a degree, if Kobe does end up being the starting point guard next season, which I think, especially hearing this Vooch uh, trade, the, the Vooch contract details may be, may be signaling that. Um, ultimately, Kobe White still has a pretty high ceiling. When you look at He's just been so inconsistent scoring-wise. But now when you look at everything that he added to his game last season, the being a better defender, playing better off-ball defense, being a better passer, being a way better dribbler at getting to the lane, if Kobe can get to shooting a better efficiency and stretching that floor because now he's already shown an ability to be able to get to the rim and have a nice floater set and layup package to actually score when he gets there as well, yeah, I, 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 like, the, I like that comp a little bit. I, I think that Kobe White's, Ceiling is still very high. Still a, still a young player, what, 23 years old. Still has enough room to grow as well. And I think sometimes we start writing the stories on these players way before that we need to. And it, it sometimes it takes time, right? It takes time. And, for example, the 
Denver Nuggets invested in Jamal Murray for years, right? After ACL injuries and things like that. And while Kobe's had some injury concerns, it's not been anything that major. So, you know, we'll see. Another offseason of Kobe working, an offseason of confidence. And one thing that we've seen with players across the NBA, it really is about confidence. And once a player starts building confidence, not only in themselves and their ability, but also the system, the players around them, and the fact that they know that they are going to have a role on this team and not be up and down in their role, it helps them. And so Kobe's coming into a situation this upcoming season where he's going to have a lot of that. And so I think that we're going to probably see the best of Kobe White this upcoming season. He's going to be out to try to prove some things. And especially he knows the doubt that's that's been around him with Bulls Nation, with this pending contract, things like that. And I think we're going to get a pretty good year um, from Kobe White as well. But that ceiling is extremely high. And, you know, we'll see if he can hit that Jamal Murray comp that you gave for him. But that's it for today. Make sure you guys are following the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.